Demon Slayer Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. I'm Chad. And today we are here to cover Season 3, Episode 8 of the Swordsmith Village arc, The Moo, in Muichiro. Muichiro. Can't believe that's the name of the episode, but there it is. It's right there. Um, and the other thing that I can't believe, but also can believe because it was the only thing that could happen, was this right here flashback episode. Right. It was a little obnoxious. I won't lie. I was thinking that a massive brawl was about to ensue. You, how have you watched as much television as you have and I still... I still fall for it. You fell for it. And Every now I'm $2,000 richer. I can't believe you made that bet with me. I'm assuming that's going to hit my Venmo account any day now because you've not paid up yet. But I am considering myself $2,000 richer. I sent you uh, seven trillion Shiba in you coins, so it should be there any moment. I don't know all that fancy crypto talk that you cryptos guys do. What is the uh, cryptards? Yeah, is that what they call them? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. But put aside the fact that there wasn't a brawl. What did you think of this episode of this Muichiro's backstory? No, it was good. I wanted to see the backstory of Muichiro. I just wanted. A brawl, okay? Mm-hmm. I am sick right. of not seeing flashy fights on the television screen, okay? I'm going to be that guy. Today. You are that guy. I'm that guy that wants a bunch of just manly men yelling at the top of their voice. Whoa! We're what? waiting around for the love, Hashira. Well, so I'm tired of waiting. Manly men. Always waiting on the woman, aren't we? Typical. Always waiting for him to get ready, waiting for him to show up. In our case, we've been waiting for quite some time. (laughs) But yeah, I do like his backstory. It was much needed. I guess I'll accept it for now. But next episode, let's fight. Well, we're not talking about next episode. We're talking about this episode. Let's hop on in. Muichiro, okay? He, now we had been calling him Tokito, but we're really, I feel like he's become Muichiro now. We're going to put the moon Muichiro. That's what we're going to do. This it episode. just seems like that's kind of what's happened because that's what he was called 5,000 times this episode. Right. The amount of times I'm getting ready to say Ichiro into this microphone in one way or the other, it's going to get absurd. And am I going to mispronounce some of them? Yes, because am I going to just kind of... Blah, blah, am I going to go Ichiro? 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 Am I going to go Ichiro? Yeah, I'm going to stumble my way through a few of them because there's so many in my notes. Right. Muichiro, he's just escaped his bubble, all right? Now, he starts pulling out all of the needles, but they have made him severely numb. This reminds me of when, I don't know if you remember when we were younger, we had a buddy's house that we would go to and play, like, manhunt and stuff. Uh We'd always go there. And we had that one guy, Zachary. God. And everyone's friend group had a Zachary. Everyone's. And Zachary, we were playing Manhunt at like 10 at night and mm-hmm. couldn't see anything. And he just ran smack into a barbed wire fence. Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah. This is what and that we reminded We all laughed. Me. We all laughed, except I'm not laughing when it happens to Marishiro. And okay, wow. So I was trying to get out ahead of my mispronunciations and you just came right out of the gate. It's a good thing I'm editing this episode. I'm going, you know what I'm going to do is just pronounce everything right at the end and then just edit it all in. And that would be so much editing work that you don't even realize you would be getting yourself into that I'm so confident that when I listen back to this to make sure that you did a good job editing, that flub that you said of that name will still be right where you put it in the first place. Mo-wichiro. And he's still doing it wrong. Here we go. Kotetsu, I didn't want to say his name, but I'm saying it. He's not doing so well, okay? He's laying on the ground. He Maybe he's passed out. He's losing a lot of blood because they got him in a vital spot right there in the gut. Oregon's. We have the fishy claws forming up for an attack. There's so many more than initially thought. I thought we were dealing with one. I look up at one point, there's like six of them. It's so random. Think about it. It is very random. Where do they even come from? I'm assuming I don't know. I it's mean, a Gyoko thing. It's a Gyoko he... thing. We had the mass. Like he could, he can basically do that anywhere, anywhere right. that he has vases. Because he's sorry. Is it Vesai or vases? I believe it's. Uh, it's definitely not Vesai. Anywhere that he has vase. It's got to be vases. It's got to be vases. Okay, vases. Because we've seen the giant fish lords, mm-hmm. uh, evil magic carps. They were all in the city. So. 
I guess he just did small ones this time. I guess what I don't understand is he is pretty preoccupied at the moment. So did he put these guys on like a delay? He must have. Was he like, all right, you guys crawl out and say five minutes to just clean things up if things aren't going quite as planned. I guess he did that, yeah. In case a child's trying to perform CPR through a through a bubble. Through, through a bubble, yeah. Thank goodness he did. He's the good thing he's thinking a few steps ahead. A bubble blowing baby. So here we are, the action in the beginning. Chad called it a wall-to-wall episode of action, except, oh, wait a second. We launch into an 18-minute flashback! I will put 20 grand on the line that Love Hashira shows up next episode. We go to the OP, and when we come out of the OP, younger Muichiro, who is showing a whole lot of leg. All right, we all saw it. A little sus. These outfits are a little sus. We all saw it. Uh, He is going to be going through puberty any time now, and when they drop, they're not going to have anywhere to go. Yeah. Like, they are just going to be free-falling. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. But he's with his father, who is a woodcutter. Clearly not a uh, a tailor. <laughs> <laughs> the dad, though, he's got good form. Definitely been woodcutting for a while. It seems like he cuts a tree down in the appropriate amount of chops. But a tale as old as time right here, we got a mother severely ill. With- what is this anime sickness? I know we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. but there is an anime mother sickness. It's going around. Where every mother either catches an illness or catches a terrible tragic death. It's called It's called plots. Plots? <laughs> I don't know. So is it's so it's weird. It's something that like drawing for some reason in real life, real life televised series, the mother never really dies. Yeah. But in drawings, there is a disease going around through drawings that just terrorizes every mother. Let's do all right, ready, let's play a game. Mm-hmm. Twenty seconds. Name all the characters in anime that don't have moms. Ready? Go. Tanjiro, Tanjiro, Zenitsu, Aaron, Anosuke, Muichiro, Aaron. Oh, you mean in just this? I was just, series. I was, I mean, I was just thinking about these guys, how easy it is. Um. He, oh, come on, that's <laughs> cheating. <laughs> You're just uh, like the old, the old man that used to be the swordsmith for Muichiro <laughs> at the very end of this episode. Yeah, just all the old, yeah. yeah, that guy. Yeah, his mother died a few years ago. Anyway, the points well taken, I think. Rengoku. There's a lot of them dead. Rengoku's mother we never even saw. Yeah, but you're cheating, dude. You're let's we were going people that are under the age of eighteen. Rengoku's pretty young. She died. Rengoku of, is she pretty, died of an illness. Rengoku she literally is died young. of an illness. Okay, he was well, like that was 16. that was a fair one, but I was still angry <laughs> at you doing the old man that I you went and played the old man game. You did Urokodaki. I mean, come on. Clearly not what I meant. That'd be funny if like he was the only one with a mother left in the show. Now, the problem with these illnesses, right, is how do we combat such a thing in times like these? There's only one way, and it's the same method that's tried every time and it has yet to work. It's just wet washcloths on the forehead, and then maybe if you're lucky, soup. you throw some flowers in the mix. Yeah, flowers, some soup. Medicinal flowers. Um... Uh, or just lying blankets on top of them right we need to go to the extreme what would you do that would be like okay this is this might be extreme but this is how we're gonna save them i think i know what i'm gonna do okay i like this i like this you gotta um hmm well see i was already thinking about what i was gonna say next which is it always makes me uncomfortable uncomfortable when I see them just loading them with blankets on top of them because I think of illness as a very warm-natured issue. You don't get cold when you're ill? No. Uh, that's very common when you have a fever to get cold. That's what... Know. I know, but I'm just a hot, hot-bodied kind of guy. You get cold a lot? You go. Th- I go through the phases of during the middle of the night when I have like a fever and I'm I'm sick. I get super cold. I get bundled up. Then I get way too hot. Throw it off. Then I get super cold again. It's like a cycle of of just 
terrible things happening. I see. I see. Um, I, but I think it, what I would do is I would go try to get some flowers off of a cliff late at night while it's raining. Uh, extreme measures. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Not that creative. I thought we were going to try and be creative with it and be good podcasters, but I see you were taking the easy way out. Well, I don't know what to do. Name You haven't named anything. I was going to say like maybe have them uh, flow down a river. stole mine you know what i mean yeah that's that actually seems like it would work i get it depends on the time of the year if it's winter time that's probably not the best idea summertime but, yes or is it the best idea if it is winter time to make him do it okay shot i mean you can't go anywhere without someone telling you about a cold plunge nowadays i'm that do is a cold so plunge. true is that not true how about bear grills drink their own urine see that's more what i was talking about mm-hmm. I think we came up with some ideas there. Now, uh, while I was saying the thing about the blankets on top and how it makes me uncomfortable because I'm a very hot, uh, temperatured, sick person, one knows that if you ever want to truly help warm someone up, you got to go with the burrito method on at least one blanket. Yeah, the bottom blanket. And then, is that what you mean? And then the rest of them? Like, you don't have be... to do it for every single blanket, but, like, when he's just laying all these blankets on top, if anyone's truly cold, they're going to stay cold because, you you know, it's or it's going to take a long time. You got to get the burrito going to really insulate the heat going on. Right now, it's slipping through the cracks. You a burrito man? Yeah, but I don't get that cold, so. Okay. I'm kind of like you. All right. Didn't seem like you were really on my team I'm when I brought that up. hot-blooded. So Muichiro's father is trekking on sides of cliffs for flowers. He's getting ready to slip and fall to his death. Do you think that would have happened if he was wearing appropriate footwear? No, no one in this show wears appropriate footwear, okay? Right. That is also an extreme measure I'm willing to take. Mm-hmm. I will build appropriate footwear for my mother if she's sick. I like There's that. Another. I mean, it's a great start. Yeah. It's a good start. And I also would just like to say that it really bugs me seeing him wear socks in his open-toed shoes during the pouring rain. Right. Because what's worse than a wet sock? Nothing. There is nothing worse than a wet sock. Something that comes pretty close, soaked underwear. Okay. Pretty close. It's pretty close. It is pretty close, but I would argue does not quite eclipse Soaked underwear that is your own urine. How about that one? Well, that, I'm an adult. I don't ever do that, so couldn't tell you. That sounds pretty bad, though. I'd be willing to reevaluate the situation. So what we got here is what you call a two for two. All right, Muichiro found himself alone at age 10 because his mother died from whatever the illness was. The father died from trying to get some flowers to combat the illness. Wow. It's a classic tale as old as time. Are you are you waiting for me to say something? No, no, no. I just uh, you know, I just wanted to see. It happened in Mulan. Oh, okay. it happened in two for two. Yeah. Try name name Mulan's parents. Bet you can't. Couldn't do it. Right. But did we see them die? I see. I don't know. Now so you're just doing you're just doing orphans is all you're doing. You're Maybe. not actually doing anything interesting. Well, I can name orphans, but I thought you were doing a mm. thing where we see two parents die on screen. That's a good point. Yeah, it really is. That's tough. Two for two. That's I mean, there's been that's a thing, right? Yeah, but can we name like, let's think about this. Hmm. Two parents dying. Well, I mean, we just watched an anime. Aaron's parents both died. Yeah, I know. But that but you not mean back like to back. This is the the thing about this is well, the two it for was, two. It was technically back to back if you think about it. It's the two for two. It was in the same night. Yeah, but he uh, didn't know. Good point. He didn't know. Muichiro knew. Hmm. Interesting. I I can name so many orphans, but I'm trying to think. You know. Yeah. The besides, way like a it. fatal car wreck. Like this is like somebody trying to save the other one and dies while trying to do it. Exactly. That's not very common. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I said he was alone at 10, not so fast, Ronnie. It was actually 11 because, wow, what a twist here. He had a twin named Yuichiro. Mm-hmm. Now, Yuichiro, he's a sad sack of shit. I'm going to call it as I see it. He keeps and... it. 
during the reaction, you kept relating yourself to well, him. Yeah, and I, am, you I, am were just also, like I am also a sad sack of okay. shit. Okay, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Just wanted to make sure that you yeah. told the audience. Nothing's changed because you are the same as him. And this next note also applies to me. He keeps it very real. Some would argue perhaps too real, but when you're a realist, you, that's what you do. That's how real you keep it. Yeah, but it's so, it's not even, it's so real that he's almost inscribed falseness into his brain for being so real, if that makes any sense. And what at all. falseness? The falseness is that there still was a chance that his mother could have been saved. It didn't happen, but he's saying like it was absolutely useless. He watched, doesn't know that. He's watched anime. He knows. He doesn't know that because no. those flowers looked pretty darn cute. And I think... They, they looked were, pretty darn cute, but did they look pretty darn healing? Chad? Well, that's the thing is cute and healing can almost be the same thing. Something cute livens you up. There you go. You'll live through it. Wow. We should employ you at cancer hospitals. See how that works out for you. You know why I say that? I keep it real. <laughs> he says compassion does no good for anybody. <laughs> wow, so so dark. Wow. So dark. Now, Muichiro, or Muichiro's like, but dad said what goes around comes around. Be nice. Help people. Yuichiro says you can't trust the word of a man who died trying to help someone else. Wow, Ronnie. We got a Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he had said, you know, he said especially when it involves healing cancer with a couple flowers, that should have been his lead. He shouldn't have gone so yeah. intense to say trying to help someone else. That's pretty messed up. But if he had just led with the fact that he was trying to heal his wife was with a couple flowers. Yeah, because that's one example. Now, give he could probably name 50 examples of people being compassionate where they don't fall off a cliff and die, you know? Yeah, probably. This is all making Muichiro very sad, and Muichiro says, chill out, you're going to attract George Borman if you aren't careful. Yep. He is a, he's got a pack of boars that haunt these woods. He then says, the Mu in Muichiro stands for incompetence. But then he double dips, says it also stands for meaningless, which is mean. Why is that mean? It's interesting because meaningless is mean. It's full of meanness. You see what I'm doing there? Yeah. It's an oxymoron. Meaningless, meaning no meaning. <laughs> but it's very mean. Very mean to say something. It is very mean to say something's meaningless. Like if you say, wow, the past three years of us doing this podcast almost has just been absolutely meaningless, Ronnie. I have always hated you. Yeah. And like, if I said that, like my inner thoughts like that, to right. you, I my mean, real that inner would... thoughts. Whew. Yeah. In your inner thoughts, my real inner thoughts. If I like said it, like I just did right there, then that would just be terrible. That would be so bad. Oh gosh. Don't think it. Don't say that. Everyone tell us that what we're doing is not meaningless. Or do and make us cry. Now the voiceover Muichiro has a line that I like. Okay? It's essentially acknowledging that when he had amnesia, he took on the attitude of his brother. What do you think's up with that? Why do you that think is pretty cool. That? I mean, they are twins. There's some weird stuff mm -hmm. you've seen in on videos and TikToks of like weird things that twins do. Like they have like this telepathic connection almost. You you really on twin talk? Yeah, my algorithm is just full of twins on TikTok. <laughs> Interesting. Learn a little something new about you every pod. Uh, the seasons change. It was springtime. Or I guess I'm saying it is springtime now. Um, and this is when I started realizing how many how much oh god. This is when I started realizing how often I was typing Muichiro. So I just typed Moo Moo. Moomoo, that's pretty cool. Have you ever worn a Moomoo? I've worn a Moomoo. What is a Moomoo? A Moomoo is like a sundressed, not like a sundress. It's like a... <laughs> You've worn a sundress? <laughs> not a sun... I said that. I said... Ooh, la, well, first la. off, I said like a sundress, okay? Ooh, la, la. It is a gown slash like full-on like tribal wear uh, dress almost. Doing a terrible job. Let me search it. this up. Yeah, please search it up. Moom I've heard about it before, but... I've worn a Moomoo before. It's like a tribal gown. There you tribal go. Tribal gown. 
All right. Computer slow. Let me get my phone out. Okay, I understand. I understand. Moo moo. Have you ever uh, worn a snuggie? No, that's lame. I what know that you used to have a snuggie, so don't lie about it. I did not used to have you a snuggie. You used to have a snuggie. Not, it wasn't mine. It was my mom's. So you've worn your Moo. mom's You've worn a moo-moo, what you called a sundress, and you've worn your mom's snuggie. All right, are you listening? Mm-hmm. The moo-moo, or moo-a-moo, is loose dress of Hawaiian origin that hangs from the shoulder and is like a cross between a shirt and a robe. Like the Aloha shirt, Moo exports are often brilliantly colored with floral patterns of generic Polynesian motifs. Mm, getting bored. Motifs. Moo I... for local Hawaiian residents are more subdued in tone. Too long of a definition? Wow, I typed in Moo dress, which might not... And these are all chicks. Every single one of them. Literally don't see a guy. What should I type in to help you out here, Chad? Because I've typed in Moo Moo Dress. Have not seen a man yet. African guy Moo Moo Dress. (laughs) Okay. Let me type in that exact thing. African guy. Everyone do this at home. See what pops up. Moo Moo Dress. Oh, yeah, that's it right there. Let me see. Ah, okay. Now I'm starting to get the picture. Yep. When did you wear these? This is me. When did you wear that? What was it for? Uh, we. It By was the a, way, even when I type that in, I see maybe I've got I've got three guys, and one of them is not African. One of them looks like a very old white guy. It's a. It was a white elephant thing that we bring back every single year to the Christmas party. Sounds racist. Let's keep going. <laughs> Said white elephant. <laughs> I know, just in the name itself, sounds oh, okay. racist. I don't know. I do not know where I am at. Here we are. It was right after don't. I said Moo Moo. So he's uh, getting water from a lovely babbling brook when he sees the master's wife. Now you can see where her haunted children get it from. Oh yeah, she's a beautiful lady though. She's beautiful. She's hauntingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Now, how did she know about these children? Some would call her a timeless spirit. I don't know how I feel about her. How does she know about these children? It's very strange. I know that yeah. they, she ends up saying that they're they're from a bloodline mm-hmm. of yada yada. We're going to get to all that. I think maybe she heard about the parents dying, and that's how. And how would she hear about that? Well, Ronnie, when people die, mm-hmm. normally people talk about that. That's like a thing. People don't, when people, somebody dies, okay. people are like, hey, this person just died. They seem pretty secluded. I do assume that they're selling the wood to someone, but it just seems interesting that they're just like, yeah, yeah, just the two 11-year-olds in the wood. They give me great prices. You can haggle them down to about just nothing. Yeah, parents died. They're just out this there all by themselves. Times, Ronnie. Different times. Show me any times where two 11-year-olds were just making their best of it. Running home, a- home alone. Would, the film. First of all, one kid. Second of all, yeah, but if he seemed like two. Second of all, what was it like? It was one night, maybe two days. There's at least two films of him doing it. Yeah, but the second time he wasn't even home. wasn't He was in New York with Donald Trump, if I remember correctly. Well, some people say you can make home wherever you want to make it. They say no. They say a house is not a home without you. Oh. And if he's without you, he's not home. <laughs> this grill is not a grill. Anyway, trade it all away. What else was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, I don't understand how if there is any sense of community that you're referring to that's just chatting about these two kids being all there, themselves. It's not really community; it's more so as just uh, what's it called? Mm-hmm. Tell uh, me. Bartership doesn't mean anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Doesn't mean anything. What do you mean it doesn't mean anything? Barter. Uh, hey. Bar- uh, bartership. Doesn't mean a word. Bartership. Let me tr- let me type that in. Oh, what do you know? Not a word. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> the de- Okay, well, that's not. the defini- Barter? Do you want barter? Yeah. yeah. They Exchange barter. for goods or services for other goods or services without using money. So they're like, oh. And, and barter ship. 
is when you have a relationship of bartering where you exchange goods and services, wood, wood cutting. Yeah. Hey, I'll cut your wood for you if you give us this. They barter their wood and they go, hey, our parents died. They go, oh my God, that's so sad. Do you want a place to stay? And they're like, no, we're fine. We've, we're still cutting wood and we're 11. So then it wasn't a bartership. It was an offered bartership that was declined. So like, all right, cool. Thanks for the wood then. Thanks for the wood. And then that's when they go back to the town. Wow. They said, thanks for the wood. We'll send a haunted lady to, to uh, your way in about four weeks. Moichiro and Yuichiro, they just lost both of their parents. How they said, crazy well, is that? They said, we'll wait for it to warm up a bit, and then we'll send a woman to come talk to you guys. Yeah. It's a little cold right now, so just hang hang tight. Keep cutting wood. It's just a bad, it's a bad town to live there was in. No, there was no orphan house back then. Yuichiro drove her away because obviously she, he was like, you know what? She is a Johnny come lately. Why is she here now? But not before she gave them some lessons about who they are. Turns out they're descendants of an amazing swordsman who used something called first breathing. Now, Yuichiro is chopping up some veggies, um, but he knows what he's doing in the kitchen. So that once again, very much like myself, he tells Muichiro to wash the rice. Now that got me to thinking. I bet you don't wash your rice, Chad. Oh hell yeah, I do. You do? Yeah. I bet you don't. You're lying. All the time. You're lying. You wash it in water. Well, so- yeah, you don't wash in it in vinegar. I mean, you can. I didn't question what you wash it in. Okay, don't say that you can't. Start washing it in vinegar, I dare you. <laughs> tell me, tell, nah, me, I tell do, me your method. I do sometimes, but and 90... There, there it is, there it is. <laughs> Most of the time, I do not. And when you do, how do you do it? You just soak it in water. In what? Okay, all right. Not descriptive enough. Don't know what's going on. Is it just in a pot? Do you yeah. pour out the Do you pour the water out of the pot? Do you use a strainer of some kind? Yeah, what? it's just in a pot. Okay, is that good enough for you? Not, nope, not really. They also learned about demons for the first time. Muichiro feels like this is giving him purpose for perhaps the first time in his life. I said first time too closely together. I apologize. But Yuichiro lashes out. It's the first time you've done that. He doesn't like the optimism that his brother is showing. He he resists the fact that his parents were just doing parent things and blames them for it. That's where I really didn't like what he was uh you know, he was preaching. He was like, Oh, mom was working hard. Dad was trying to provide for the family. I kept telling them to stop doing that. It's like, what are you talking about, kid? That's what they were gonna do. Yeah, he just he's grieving differently than our boy Muichi Ro. That's yeah, that's true. He just doesn't know how to deal with it. You're right. I'll I'll back off a little bit. You're he's right. eleven. I mean, and ah. interrupting the podcast. Sorry, just getting so many calls. It's our it's our agent, Ronnie. Interrupting. It's our agent, so we should call oh, back afterwards. Our, okay. Yeah. Probably talking about yeah. that new hot brand deal that we have. Uh, yeah, that's pending. I cannot believe that Jeff Bezos has hooked us up with that. I know. Incredible. The very first very first brand offer. Brand Amazon? offer. Very first podcast in space. How about that? Jeff insane. Bezos flying us out. Just absolutely insane. Something about our own satellite. He thinks the master's wife is just trying to use them. And I put, which is she? This is, we've got to know more about the master and his family. Yeah. That, that is the backstory that if, if they did it next episode, I wouldn't even be mad. Mm-hmm. I would not be mad. I mean, because I'll say it again. Is she? she it kind of feels be. like it, right? Yeah. I guess what I'm asking you is if she did not know that they were the descendants of some of the best swordsmen of all time, would she be there right now? I don't know. Or would she just be like, oh... There's two, there's two, uh, you know, no skilled woodcutters, orphans in the woods right now. Let's let the winter have them. You think that's what she's doing? I don't know. I'm just saying. I like what you're putting down. Anyways, the brothers, they stopped talking to each other after that. What do you think the longest uh, amount of time has gone without you talking to your sister? 
Because me and Trav, we've had some pretty epic um, silent treatments. Two months. Two? Whoa. Two months? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, when she was away for really like a while. Two months? Not Maybe not one, that long. Two Maybe. months, not one. <laughs> Maybe not one w- month. Not one text, not one uh, chat. Yeah, I forgot about text. If, if text even counts, like if you just text one time. Good Lord, two months. Maybe a month at most. I feel like it hadn't been two months since the last, or I don't think I've ever even gone two months without talking to her. <laughs> and she hates you. I know, she does not like me at all. She really doesn't like our podcast. The master's wife came back, but Yuichiro threw water at her. Just threw it at her. Like, which is especially that's a um, that's a next level insult in these times because there's no running water. You gotta go get more yeah, water. You gotta go get more water, and she's got that crazy ghost makeup on her face. Imagine yeah. that splashing up on you. And it's it. think about how awkward it is if you go to get like you need that water right away. You know that she comes from the spot that you get water, so it's kind of like, it's like, get out of here. I never want to see you again. And then you just follow her to the water. And you get more, and then you splash some more on her. But then at least you're right next to the water supply, so it's not so bad. Later, they're moving around what what have had to been 700-pound logs on their shoulder. Did you see the logs? Yeah. I don't know if anyone knows anything about a tree. Very heavy. Very heavy. Very dense. Those logs were 700 pounds. This was um, the same energy that I got when Mikasa was just uh, lugging around those steel oh, yeah. those steel beams that they were using <laughs> to build a train. <laughs> just, you know, shouldering it around. And then summer came. They left the door open for a little airflow. And God, they did such a great job of representing how miserable of sleeping conditions this would be. I am so glad I live in a world with AC. Did you were you not just miserable like No. Oh my god, you're so annoying. I wasn't, dude. You were literally the most annoying person ever. Think about it. Think about what the show went out of their way to do. Okay? They're laying on just a single, what might as well be a sheet, a mat. I don't even know what it is. Right. No covers. Okay. No covers. They're wearing the same outfits that you know smell to high heavens. Okay. They've left the door open for airflow. Okay. All he's right. literally he's literally moving around in his sleep, sweating because he's in a just a half of a dream haze because he's so hot that he can't fall asleep, and then. As if this isn't bad enough, he gets up for what should be a refreshing drink of water, okay? But it's been sitting... Have you ever had... I know everyone's done this, where you go and you, uh, you're you like, oh, here's some water on my bedside table, but it's been sitting out for like two, three days, and it just tastes awful. Well, this it barrel... It doesn't taste awful. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. No, room in room temperature oh water is fine. Oh, my God. You were just bad take after bad take. The I just feel like everyone on the podcast nowadays is just a... A Ronnie romantic. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of the name of my team. Uh, you, know, are they, uh, you know, just hanging around. <laughs> are they Ronnie romanticizers? Uh, what was that other terrible take you had? The, oh, that you you didn't... <laughs> that you enjoyed... Uh, what was it? It was something about... Oh, that you didn't mind when you were laying down and realized you had to turn the light off. You're like, oh, great. This is awesome. I'm not comfortable at all. I'll just get up and turn it off. Now, yeah. you're, now you're saying like, I've oh. got two feet, dude. That's the thing with you, Ronnie, okay? There's little slight inconveniences just ruin your day. I'm not going to let it ruin my day. Ronnie ruins, okay? I'm <laughs> not letting that happen. Now you're coming at You're limping in with the take of like, oh, yeah, the... The water that's been sitting for three nights on your bedside table, God, that is delicious. First off, I would love to live in these times, not for the AC. You are right. The AC would be a slight inconvenience, not having AC, but... Slight inconvenience. I would love being in the... I love the sound of the bugs. You've got to admit, the sound of the cicadas. You can get that now with air conditioning. 
Yeah, not really, though. It's not yeah, the same. And also, you started saying cicadas on the reaction. You don't know what a cicada is. Yes, I do. What is it? It is a bug that looks very terrifying, but it's actually harmless. I mean, hardly even a thing that you said. I know. I don't know how to describe Especially it. since you said cicada and it's cicada. Don't even know what you're saying. I said cicadas. You said c- yeah, you did not. It does look horrifying. You were right about that. Yeah. Looks horrifying, but it's harmless. Lifespan, two to six weeks. Maybe you should be a cicada. That way I don't have to deal with you for so much time. Yeah. God. <sighs> oh, I didn't notice how hot they were. Oh, that water looked delicious. That would have been very refreshing when it's 98 degrees. You ever heard of somebody bobbing for apples? It's the same thing. What do you mean? What does that even mean? Have you ever bobbed for an apple? Okay, I'm with you so far. Yeah, yes. you've done it. I, I know. I've you never do done. it out of the same thing. You do it out of a barrel. You stick your face in water out of a barrel for bobbing apples. I'm not upset with the fact that they're using a barrel to hold the water. That has nothing to do. With, the barrel was had nothing to do with anything. It's easier than cold water to drink too. Yes, because everyone's always talking about how difficult it is to drink water. <laughs> God, one of the tougher things going on. Anyways. Sorry, I have so many notes about this water that I just kind of free, free-versed. So if things are going bad, unless you're Chad, things are going perfectly. Uh, but they're getting ready to get worse because Naga, <laughs> Nakaza. Just strolls in. Well, I mean, come on. What it, it did, they that's were like, a great name for They it. were like, all right, let's use the uh, character art for Akaza, but just make him a little bit more buck-toothed, uh, change his arms a little bit, make him not look as cute. How wild would that be if we find out this is Akaza's brother? Akaza's not really cute. I also want to back off from that. He's not cute. He's... Swaggy. He's swaggy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little swaggy. Um, I mean, it could... It looks a lot... Same vest. Yeah. Same kind of haircut. So maybe so. So Yuichiro runs to protect his brother and gets his arm chopped off. Oof. They huddle. They, you know, get together in a corner. That the, they wish they weren't alone right now. The demon is taunting them, calling them worthless. When Muichiro gets hit, I, th- I think he gets hit. And gets blinded by a violent rage. All he can see is just red blood. This is the rage I've been wanting. This is that Goku rage, okay? When Krillin gets exploded Mm -hmm. and he finally goes Super Saiyan. That's right. This is what I wanted. He lets out a monstrous roar and when he came to, he did some serial killer shit to this demon. There's wooden stakes, pitchforks, a boulder to the head. No axes. They're, they're woodcutting men. No axes. Somehow they got a pitchfork. I don't know what they're using pitchforks for. That also shows how low level of a demon this is, though, that he was able to do that. Why do you say that? Well, because if it was a high-ranking demon, it would have taken him out, and it would have regenerated. Well, what do you mean high? I mean, high-ranking demon. What? There's like, there's only 12 that are ranked. I know, but I mean, like, even there's there's ones that are, like, under them that are way stronger than others. Like, was, if we go back to the beginning of the show, Tanji was able to fight off one with, like, an axe, and he wasn't even good at anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, this that's the type of demon this is right here. But then you get some that are a little bit higher level. I mean, we don't, we don't know that. what he did, though. Do we don't mean? know what kind of rage he went into. Yeah, but he's 11. Like, no matter what, there's no way that he just, like... Well, what is he now? He's, like, 14 now. I think he's 16. <laughs> he looks so young still, though. He does look, look very young still. I'm just wondering if it was, like, I feel like it was a Winitsu situation. Oh, it might have been, yeah. Where he might have just been insane, like all of his instincts took over. I mean, did you see how many different ways he had pinned this demon to the ground? There were a lot. The sun comes out, demon turns to dust, and Muichiro crawls back inside to check on his brother, who is not doing too great. No. And, I mean, you know how much this show just loves dead kids, so we're going to sit in this moment for a second. Yuichiro just barely clinching to life, says, uh, God, just please save my brother. That's very sweet. He goes on to say, my brother is not like me. 
He's a kind-hearted kid. He wants to help others, but I got in his way. I'm the only one to blame. If you're going to punish anyone, then let it be me. Amen. This is Yurichiro right here to you, a T. You really like putting the R in front of it, don't you? This is him to a T, though. He. This is so such a Ronnie. Just such an asshole. Such until- a such a. So, um, I, no, I know what you're saying. So, so Ronnie is in the sense of like so aware of his surroundings. Nope. When you know the, the when it gets tough, he's willing to just say exactly how things are. He's willing to make the great sacrifice. He didn't, he didn't say how things actually were until the very end, and this is what he did. He finally realized, oh, I fooked up. This is what I'm hope. Ha- ha- <laughs> this is what I'm hoping happens whoa, to you. Whoa. If something terrible happens to you, mm-hmm. like your arm getting chopped off or me witnessing a coyote attack you and I kind of just sit back and watch, this is what I'm hoping happened to you. You'll at least open your eyes yeah. and then I'll step in and be like, oh, he well, finally saw the truth. Ronnie, I'll help you. Come I here. I don't think my eyes would be closed if a coyote was attacking me. It'd be crazy. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, my best friend, Ronnie. He says, I've always known the truth is the Mu in Muichiro stands for infinity. No one had that, by the way. No one was like, oh, I bet it stands for infinity. Nope. They, I was thinking like, oh, kind-hearted or hopeful. No, infinity. Back in present time, he gets his own red scar slash pattern thing on his face he makes quick work of the claw fishies and grabs a hold Easy. of Kotetsu. And meanwhile, Mr. Hagunezuka is still going. He has lost an eye, but he continues to sharpen the blade. It's so badass. And he's still so... I can't get over the way he looks. It just it baffles me that he's that hot. Even without an eye. Even without an eye. It makes him almost hotter. Gyoka says... Weird. Don't... I mean... There are strange. There is a lot of evidence of you saying crazy things like that. Yeah. So, oh, I love, I love when someone doesn't have an eye. It just gets me going. That's what you sounded like, except tamer. All of our archivists, please go pull up anything that uh, Chad ever said about Hanji and her eye patch. Because I don't know what he's doing right now. I don't know what he's doing. He doesn't remember his takes. He just. Talks into the microphone. No, it was just glasses. He's, his hair is longer than ever, so he just spends an hour rub it, rubbing his fingers through his hair because he's some... I think he's slightly on the autism scale because isn't that something that they like? They like the sensory overload. Yeah, that's why I like rubbing my face, too. Yeah, it's why you think that you're a cat. You're not. You're a, <laughs> you're a grown boy. <laughs> a grown uh, boy. I'm going to start using that. Gyoka says, I know I will start torturing his friend. Or, I know, I know, I will start torturing his friend. That will get his attention. And my whole thing is, I'm not sure it would have, but we don't get to figure out. I wish we could have found out. I think he would have just killed that young man. Or that <laughs> he's, he's just peeling back the guy's fingernails, and he's still just... <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah, we don't get to figure out because Muichiro has entered... Gyoko immediately notices the mark, thinks about how it's very similar to the one Lord Muzan mentioned when telling him about Tanji. I like how much stuff they've told these, or Muzan's told these guys about Tanji. Told him about the earrings. Told him about Nezuko. Well, and too, he's told him about them, and they have the cell memories of the descendants as well, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. Yep. Uh, Gyoko uses octopus vase hell and shatters a sword. The building explodes, sending Hagunezuka flying, but thank God he landed right next to his sharpening block slash whetstone, whatever you want to call this thing. And just, I mean, he just picks it right back up. Has no idea that Gyoko is even there. He, for all he knows, he's, he could be in the next town over. He doesn't take a second to look at his surroundings. He only looks up long enough to find his sharpening block and get right back to work. What would have been even funnier, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, right? I don't know if their, uh, their robes have pockets, but what if he gets blown away? 
he looks for two seconds, can't find it, and he just pulls another one out of his pocket and just yeah. starts going again. Or both of his legs get blown off, and you see him crawling, and he just crawls to it and starts <laughs> doing it. Turns out, Mr. Kanamori got Muichiro his new sword, Destroyer of Demons, just in time. Light blue tint. It is gorgeous. It is a good look. It's a good sword. My God. It looks good, brother. The swordsmith says he just followed the lead of uh, Muichiro's first swordsmith, Mr. Tetsuido. Now, I've got to be honest, okay? And I would like to get your opinion, Chad. This was the part of the episode I just couldn't really bring myself to care about. Why do we know Mr. Tetsuido? No. So why do we care about him? Don't know. He's dead, correct? Yes. Uh, I think Tokito's just... got a, his own sword now that has nothing to do with him, correct? Other than I guess making the blueprint. Yeah, I guess the uh, the author is just like we have got to show an a cool old man that is about to die. Well, I think, and I don't know if it, like we might see more flashbacks with him, but I also feel like we won't because we got a lot going on. Trust me. I think. They tried to shoehorn in the fact that this guy was like his adopted father. Like we're having all these talks about like, oh, his parents were dead. The uh, master's wife came to him. They didn't have, but then he had like a very fatherly bond with him. Father-son relationship. Did you pick up on that? I guess. Okay, so no, you didn't? No, it's just, now that you say that, that seems right. Okay. But... It didn't land. Why have we not seen more of that? Yeah. It, yeah, it didn't land. I thought it was all very weird. Anyway, the sword fits like a glove, and we're not done with that because we flash back to Mr. Tetsuido. He's an old man. His mask is askewed. Uh, it's askewed so he could puff on a pipe. Not a great father figure, by the way. Nope. He knows he won't, he won't be around much longer. It is better than cigarettes, though. But, well, how so? Because it's just straight tobacco. It's not the... Oh, you, you, yeah. it doesn't have all the car, uh, carcinogens? Yeah. It's a I see little bit better, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You, you're the, like, no-filter guy. No-filter guy. I, yeah, whenever I do mine. Just, <laughs> you like, just smoking those Marlboro yeah. Red labels. Yeah. Marlboro <laughs> Red. <laughs> love them. Love them, love them. He won't be around much longer, but he can't stop worrying about Muichiro. Back in the present, we get mist-breathing fifth-form sea of clouds and haze. He rips through the octopus arms. Gyoko cheats, of course, teleports away. So lame. But uh-oh, Muichiro got a little slash on him. He did. He did, and it was right at the neck, too. I mean, it wasn't much, but it was something. Honestly, Gyoko didn't seem worried at all. Whereas I took it as like a, ooh, that's how I was. Yeah, he didn't. He was like, oh, shit, you got me. But then he, it was like, oh, you got me, but that's not going to happen He's again. like, yeah, you're still not even close. Right. He's like, now that I suspect that, good luck. He teleports again, sends a bunch of attacks at him. Basically, everything that we've seen him do up to this point, he does all of it. The puffer needle fish. There's probably some uh, crabby claws. Right. Fishies. It's um, like if we're playing one on one in basketball, and I let you. you well, know, yeah, it's like I'm playing extremely tough defense on you, so you literally gotta no, pull out all the tricks. You gotta no, pull out all the no, stops. No, it's literally like this is the Yokio situation. I give you the ball. I right. said, of course, you can have the ball first. It's it'd be unfair for me to have it. Right. You shoot the ball. You make the make first it shot. swish. You Wait, make the first shot. Swish. Yeah. I'm like, this is me. This is my reaction is the same as Yoko's. Right. Ah, well, whatever. I mean, it's one shot. Right. I let you have it. You're like, oh, I got a height advantage, but then, wow, I really started locking you down. You're like, oh, God, he's kind of, he's got the locksmith trait. And then you're like, okay, the I guess I got to, like, I guess I got to pull out all the moves. Pull nah, out all the then, stops. Then, I, then I'll just pull out the evil paras or whatever they're called. I'm like, that. I'll just, that's good enough. That's good enough. The simple post up. Um, but I mean, so all these attacks coming at him with this new sword, Muichiro is just in his element. It looks easy with a voiceover from Yuichiro, which I thought was kind of interesting, but God, he talks for a very long time. So I'll be honest, did not write a lot of it down. The basic idea was, 
Um, he's just saying Muichiro is a good guy. You know, he's he's meant to help people, and he has infinite strength. Yeah. Muichiro keeps cutting his way to Yoko, and then the episode ends. Yeah, did, now do you think a lot of his strength comes from just that terrible situation that he was put in? Now he's got a reason. See, that's what's crazy, though, even with his amnesia. Now, did he get amnesia just from the trauma? It wasn't actually him getting hit? No. I don't think... Dude, I still think there's another... like. There's another... Because there's his, another thing. There's another thing, because when he stapled that demon to the ground, he his face wasn't even messed up. And when we saw him, he was bandaged up bad. Like, and to the point, like, the master was talking to him the first time he came to. And was saying, like, oh, yeah, you're going to be very cloudy, but the mist, the mist will clear. And that, I mean, he was right there in the moment with his brother, his dying brother, right then. So I don't know what's, what yeah, to make Yeah, something has to happen to him. Something. I know what has to happen. Gets hit in the head. Next episode. Flashback. <laughs> It's it's the uh, I'll tell you what the name of the next episode. Spoiler alert! It's called the Ichiro and Muichiro. The Ichiro, and then dude, and then if we get the Love Hashira showing up, and then it's like Love Hashira flashback. Go straight into that. Well, what's her uh, story? We got to know all their stories. We don't need her story. <laughs> we don't. Tengen Come didn't. On. Tengen didn't even really get a backstory. No. If you think about it, he just. He's like, oh, he's hot as fuck. He's well, what got was three wives. It's like, oh, wow, he did a lot of whoring around. He's got three. No, that is not whoring around. Like, oh, wow, he cheated on his three wives. No, he did not. Not once did he cheat on any of his three wives. He's got such a good hearing. He could hear him if they were hear if they were coming. All three wives were his. Anyways. Still, I like I like seeing the flashback. Now we know exactly what's going on with Muichiro as far as his... Uh, the most interesting part of it all is his descendant. Like yeah. Because um, he he's related to Tanji, I think. Yeah. yeah. He's either related to Tanji or there's something going on there. Or there were a bunch of different people who weren't related, but they all... They were like the first demon slayers or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll do, find out in due time. You're expecting a big one next week, right? $20,000 on the line? On the line. Come okay. back for the love. That's what it, the love, love Hashira shows Hashira up. Love Hashira will show up in this next episode. Episode 9, all right? Come back to see if he cashes that. Follow us at Ronnie and Chad on all social media. Yeah. Send us in it. We've got some emails the past couple weeks. Those have been so much fun. Send them Love to us at email. Ron, uh, what is our, the podcast chronicles at gmail.com. Do it. It's 2008. Everybody's sending emails, baby. That's right. Well, I mean, what are they doing? Sending letters? You want them to send us a letter? I would actually love for them to send us a All right. Letters. We'll subscribe to a P.O. box for probably $130 a year to get two letters. We'll. We'll get right to that. We'll make our way down to the post office, open that bad boy up, see what you guys send us. We'll get that address to you soon. Soon. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.